scene opens with the slamming of two doors. The first door, where Agent Pike was dragged into, and the second door, the front door of the glass mansion itself. Agent Cross had kicked the door in to discover an empty room, and Rose and Emily heard the front door slam shut. Your heads, you know, turn to look at the direction of the stairs. What would you like to do? Well, seems like we're in a little bit of shit. And I just sort of like put my holster, my gun, and sort of turn back and would walk over to Agent Wendigo and be like, uh, a word, Wendigo, and just sort of like walk away from the group a little bit. Just, just, just slightly far away. Yeah, we'll get some distance between the two of us. Yeah, and what are the, um, especially like Emily and Rose hearing that the front door slam and, and turning, what are your immediate reactions? We're, we're stuck in this house again. We're stuck in this. I told him, I, I told him this would happen. It's fine, it'll be fine. The six of us will be, wait, I look around. I'll say you, you see Dr. Clark still kind of standing over sort of by um, Nicole Mars at this point. And they're both just kind of standing like looking between you and between the agents that have just kind of walked off to have a private conversation. You get the, you get the feeling that they're both either trying to like read the agent's lips or trying to focus enough to listen in on the conversation. Um, then to, to Rose and Peggy, I'll just say quietly, listen, I had the same thing happen to me in this house, the dragging. I made it out. It, perhaps it's nothing, perhaps, well, not nothing, but we can't, we can't dwell on, we'll be fine. We just have to stick together. Well, I, I think one thing that we need to note is that we explored every room in this house and there was no one in that room before. So I think it stands to reason that it's not going to be what we expect, perhaps in any of these locations. So we shouldn't feel overconfident because we've been someplace before. And we need to make sure those other two agents don't open every damn door they see without caution. Quite so. And our camera kind of pans over to the agents um, as you, as a cross kind of pulls Agent Windigo aside. Put my hand on Agent Windigo's shoulder. Agent Pike is gone for now. So that means I'm the senior officer. So that means you. These people trust you more than they trust me. It might be good for you to talk to them. The feeling we're kind of up shit's creek without a paddle right now. So we're gonna need their help to get out. You've you've never seen anything like this before? Shakes his head. No. I mean it's pretty amazing. Uh, I, I mean, 
we came to this house that was only a, a boogeyman's fairy tale, like to me, and, and now it seems like it's true. Nothing is rarely what it seems, but there's always, there's always an explanation. Nothing just happens. If they found a way out of here, then perhaps we can find a way out again. And what we need to do is talk to them to figure the way out. They know this place better than we do. So it might be a good start. First things first is we need to figure out what's happening. Stop it. Then we can try and find Agent Pike. Good plan. I'm, I'm there. He just kind of like moves his hand, just kind of like trying to chew him away because Agent Cross is very awkward. And he's like, we should go and like, you know, do your thing, talk to him or something. Okay. <laughs> when to go... <laughs> Wendigo picks up on that uh, and turns back to uh, the crowd. And um, I think he'll probably go to Peggy first. Listen. Peggy. Yes. Um, you were here before and you were able to get out. You said you had to perform uh, certain number of tasks to do so. Yes, and the, the clues were hidden in various places around the house. What I don't know is, were they there in the same place the entire time, or did the house present them to us as it wished to? Um, the other thing I will say is, do not look in any reflective surface, surfaces if you want to keep your wits about you. Um, there were a lot of things that, that, that tricked our eyes, seeming hallucinations that made it difficult for us to stay focused and stay together. And going into rooms um, quickly and by yourself is not the right thing to do. There were moments where one of us would walk into a room and suddenly appear somewhere else. We cannot do that because I think it would be perilous to split up at least too, too much. Um, but Rose and I, um, there was a study that we went into when we first arrived um, and we didn't know what was wrong with um, Glass's wife, but now we do. So I wonder if there were anything else in that study that we could investigate now that we sort of know what we're looking for. I mean, I don't know if it's all burned up, but perhaps there's something left. So, so you didn't go into the study before, or you did? We did, go into and we looked. We looked around at all the books, and there were there were all kinds of um, medical journals and cases, and um, then it sort of diverged into some occult th uh, themes. So it was clear that whoever was collecting the books was looking for something, looking for the cause, the root cause of an illness, is what we thought. Um, now we know better, but. Um, at that time, we didn't, um, we didn't know. When you say reflective sur surfaces, just mirrors or reflection be, on water? Uh, I would be overly cautious of anything that could reflect in the same way that a mirror could. 
Good to know. Um, I'm going to go back to Cross and say... Before you do so, um, mm-hmm. as you're turning to walk back to Cross, Agent Cross, you hear the strike of a lighter. Almost like... I punch it. <laughs> almost like behind like right behind your ear and just instinctually you just kind of like push off and look in that direction you almost see a brief silhouette of a man light hitting one side of his face you see a pencil thin mustache and as he sort of disappears into shadow you hear this one's doctor recommended And then he's gone. Was he referring to my cigarette? Yes. <laughs> I'd sort of take it out. Uh, I'd like to, to the best of my recollection, just sort of describe out loud what the person looked like. Anyone see a man punch a thin mustache? I forget the rest. Uh... <laughs> Uh, blah, 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 I describe him. Anyone ever seen someone that looked like this? Sorry, I was, I was muted, Agent. agent. Uh, it well, Rose and I did. Um, Mac, he had a pencil-thin mustache and um, a fedora and a suit. Is that, does that sound like um, what you saw? Yeah. We're still trapped Let's... in here with us. We're trapped in here with them. Oh, Rose, we saw, we, I saw him in the window. I Let's saw him in the mirror. Let's just be careful with what we see. Or what do. I mean is he was in the mansion with us, and when we escaped, we looked up and we saw him looking down on us from the mirror, or the window above, not like someone who was frightened of being burned alive in a house, but someone who was resigned. So it's possible that his spirit is still here. Right. Perhaps he could help us. I wonder if Wendigo wants to call out, Hey, Mac! If you're around here, have you given us a sign maybe to help us out? Or are you... Are you here to mess with us a little bit more? Make a luck roll for me, Agent Wendigo. 50-50. Ooh. Hot dog. Not rolling hot tonight. 96. Ooh! All right, now make a sanity roll for me. Oh, no. I think while he's doing that, I just like to puff on the cigarette just once and see what that does. Failed the sanity roll. All right, so Agent Cross, you take just a slight puff of this cigarette, and when you do, you hear in your ear, tick-tock. And Mm. Wendigo, you hear the loud chime of a clock, but it's only in your head, enough to bring you down to your knees. It is loud and it is ringing, and you are currently deafened by this you're going to lose two points of sanity uh, i'll just kind of like look over at him i think i'll drop the cigarette and uh, wendigo probably ground. probably yells a little bit in pain it's a painful experience 
sort of wheel around and kind of like uh, put my hands on his shoulders and kind of looking at him like what's like what's what's going on what's uh, just sort of like looking around at him as he's kind of I guess freaking out trying to see what's hurting him I'm gonna look up and say you can't hear that like really really loud like shouting it ah ah so painful you're too loud I say uh very uh mouthy Art- articulately. You do notice, like, as you're moving your hands away from your ears, there is a little bit of blood. Oh, fuck. How did you get out last time? We, f- we, we found a text that indicated that a monster had been summoned, a beast. And there were clues that told us to, to perform tasks in an order. We had to defeat the beast. And then we had to destroy the house. And then each of us was tested. And some of us made it out and others didn't. The test was, I can't even describe it like a, a fugue state or something, but we were each alone and went through a trial and if we, I don't know, made the right decision, then we lived. I don't know what the others did to to fail. Well, we should establish a couple of ground rules if we're gonna try to survive. One, let's stay together. Two, no looking into those mirrors. And, I guess if you all have any other suggestions, you know this better than I do. Yes, thank you for repeating back what I've already told you almost verbatim. Um, I was hoping perhaps men didn't do this in the future, but it looks like I was wrong. (laughs) Any other suggestions? I broke the ladies. Agent Wendy goes, I can't hear what's happening. I'm just like, um, what? What? <laughs> Stay together. The only other thing I would tell you is that you're going to think you're seeing and hearing things that aren't really there. So as much as you can tell yourself that what is scaring you isn't real, um, the more you'll be able to navigate. Um, but I think it's going to be a long process. And we just need to choose somewhere to begin. I will say we should keep an eye out for mirrors that we can carry. We found that, in our case anyway, um, it they tended to reveal the truth or or, or 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 another, I don't know, whatever the room looked like or didn't look like. And the creatures seemed afraid of them. That's how Vivi and I survived, survived the tunnels. Oh, yes, didn't someone grabbed um, one or two from from the cars, I believe. All right, so. Just keep it pointed away from you and don't aim it at anyone. It'll do. Well, 
Where's the last, where would, where did you find the book last time? It was in the basement. Cellar off of the kitchen. Well then let's go there first. And uh, I guess I'll pick up my little bag that I brought of all the extra shit. Um, and uh, I'll sort of take point and I'll look at Agent Wendigo, look closer and be like, you take the back and then a gesture to the back of the group and then start heading down. Peggy's noticing that Rose has been very, very quiet. And so she's just gonna kind of put her hand out to see if maybe Rose wants to hold it. Um, not even looking, just an automatic reaction. She grabs it and at that point looks over. They're, they're trapped in here with us. We're trapped in here with them. They're trapped, they're, they're trapped in here with us. We're trapped in here with them. We're not getting out this time. Rose, all we can do is keep taking steps forward. We, we're, we can't afford to, to, to just freak out. All right, I will do my best to protect you. We just have to keep moving. There's nothing else we can do. I'm scared to it. I am, I'm, I'm terrified, but I don't know what, what else to do except to keep walking. What if they're angry we left them? What? What if we, we left them? What if they're angry we left them? I hadn't thought of that. If they are, then We'll just have to answer to them. Right? I mean, we didn't know what was happening. There was no way to get back in. And we're here now, so perhaps we can help them in some way. I don't know. I don't even have a guess as to what's going to happen, but we have each other. For however long we have left. And then at that, she's just going to give her like a squeeze on the hand and just like really kind of try to be protective in the handhold, like kind of like cover her a little bit with her arm and walk for as they walk forward. And I think the squeeze of the hand accidentally goes a little harder because the clock chimes loud for all of you to hear. And Agent Cross, you stand on a dock. <gasps> a single fishing boat. You can hear it kind of hitting the wood of the dock as it's kind of floating over and you see a faceless person sitting in the boat and they're reaching over and holding something under the water on the other side the blank face turns to look up at you like someone wearing a mask but it seems to be like merged or melted with their skin it's a part of them and when you hear their voice it there's no mouth to move, but it still sounds as if the voice is coming from this person. And they say, do you like fishing? Your son sure does. 
and the face turns to look back over to the other side of the boat. What do you do? I feel like cross normally, just cool as a cucumber. He sort of smirks a little bit, and he goes to take out his pack of cigarettes, try to take out another one, but you can, the camera can see that his hand is shaking a little bit. But everyone far away, he looks very calm. And he puts in the cigarette, lights it, starts to walk over, like, so, looks like this type of shit is starting already. Who are you? What do you want? Let's you talk see, it out. Yeah, you see their attention turn away from what they're holding under the water, and they look up at you. There's no expression, there's no features, but you see the head turn slightly. Go ahead and make a sanity roll for me. Oh boy. So do I have to roll above? Under. Uh, under. under, okay. I got pretty good sanity, so. I wasn't prepared for how fast this is going downhill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a 44, so that is definitely under my sanity. All right, uh, and that I, is a critical success as well. Oh yeah, because the, so, the numbers. Yeah, so you, there's a brief moment where your mind is letting the image of what he is holding under the water come like sink into reality, but then you just stop. You don't let yourself see it. And- Cause I know it's not real. You know it's not real. So you stand there, this being looks up at you, cocks its head, and you almost see the faintest, like, shimmer, in a sense, come from it, like, almost like it's faltering. Um, but it does not respond to you. So is this what you do? I feel like just walking over to the dock, hands in my pocket, is this what you do to all the people that come in your house? You try to make them see things that aren't there. Make them go crazy. I've heard about things like you before. Never dealt with one, but you're just a coward. It's what you are. When you say that, the being stands up and just takes one step. Whatever, whatever we were holding under the water doesn't need held anymore. And steps up onto the dock, matching your height, and... I've already, I pulled my gun out, and it's, like, behind me, behind my back, as I, like, just sort of looking up at him. Yeah. Um, and there's a moment where you notice that this, this mask, or this, this featureless face, is not reflective. You can't see a reflection in it, but for a brief moment, it's like almost those um like corner mirrors in grocery stores where you can like see behind you just this wide range and you're staring into this being's face and then he just reaches up and he grabs onto the skin on the forehead and begins just pulling down you hear the ripping and the tearing and as it comes off you see your face and he just repeats, coward. Hmm. Agent Windigo. 
What? <laughs> what? Appropriate reaction. Huh? <laughs> Agent Wendigo. You move to, to start, you know, walking to the end of the line to follow uh, this group. And your phone rings. And it startles you because you, you know that you turned your phone off. But as you jump and kind of begin reaching for it, almost as like an instinct to just stop it from ringing out loud, you realize you're alone. You didn't think you hesitated that long, but maybe you're still just disoriented from whatever the hell happened earlier. You look at your phone just as it stops ringing. It's another missed call from your wife. And then you see the date on your phone. You see the year is 2201. That can't be right. And you look up in confusion and you're standing in the kitchen of your home. But your home is empty. The cabinets are open and empty. There's a good layer of dust on everything. No one's lived here for a while. What do you do? Uh, Wendigo, seeing that it's there's a layer of dust and it's empty, will probably start searching for something familiar, and may go up to upstairs to his study where he has his computer files and and his research and things like that. Yeah, you begin searching the entire house and there's nothing left. Nothing left of your family, nothing left of you. Nothing to come back to. Um... He goes back downstairs. He looks for, uh, he goes to the places in the house like uh, where he would have picture albums, sort okay. of family picture albums, uh, or uh, where he knows that he would have pictures of his friends and, uh, and things that, moments in his life that he knows would be there. Sure. Um... I would say you find one. You you rush over, and most of them have been taken out. But there's one like small album shoved in the back of one of these cabinets that you only found really by sticking your whole arm in this thing and feeling around. You pull out one of these little photo albums, and as you're opening it up, you see your family. But then you see every image of you has been replaced with a faceless man. Like, like a mask was just melted to your face. Um, go ahead and make a sanity roll. Critical failure, 88. Bob! What are you doing? I'm telling you. I'm telling you, these guys <laughs> don't like me. <laughs> you are going to lose four points of sanity. Oh my god. Emily. 
We didn't do anything wrong, Mom. <laughs> Stop <laughs> punishing us. <laughs> yeah, hi. How's it Emily. going? Emily. <laughs> Your head turns to look toward the front door. The door that you know you blocked. And you see in place of the door is a giant gold-framed mirror. And in the mirror, looking back at you where you should see your own reflection, you see Agent Pike. And he's saying something. It, it looks it looks like he's been engaged in conversation for a while. He's he's saying something, calling for you, waving you over. You can't quite make out the words, but his eyes seem intense like it's something important but it's almost like his mouth doesn't match that his mouth has like this more charming smile to it more of a uh, everything's gonna be okay type of uh, demeanor but his eyes seem mm -hmm. tense what do you do am I still the same place that I was before no like okay no, you are now, uh, basically, you drop down a floor. Okay. I'm... I'm not getting closer to that fucking mirror. Um, I'm going to stand stock still and close my eyes and say, it's not... It's not real, it's not real and just repeat it over and over and over again until I hear anything else in okay. the room with me. Uh, go ahead. Oh, gosh. Um, stats. Go ahead and make a... Is this the one that has just listen? No. Um, nope, that must be Cthulhu. No. This alertness? One, yeah, alertness. Yeah, yeah alertness. This okay. one has it all together. Yeah, make an alertness roll. Okay. First time I'm rolling these, so God help us all. Okay, yeah, that's 46 under 50, so. Nice. Um, just closing your eyes, it, it takes a moment to focus on anything else because you just hear your heartbeat in your ears. You can feel it in your throat. And you hear Agent Pike. You hear his words almost come through as if no longer muffled by this mirror. And you hear him say, Do you know what happens to nails? Do you open your eyes? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. I'm laughing at I don't know why, but do you open your eyes is like one of the scariest things I think I've heard. Well, I don't now. No. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay, actually, here's a question. Does it sound close or does like does it sound the same distance away? It sounds the same distance away, just no longer muffled by the mirror. Yeah, I have my eyes. The mirror's gone, and the Great. doorway is there again. The doorway is open, 
and you see Agent Pike standing on the other side of it, holding onto the doorframe as if he can't get in. And he no longer has like the charming smile. It's all fear. Fear and knowledge. There is a sense of a sense of knowledge that you don't know if you want to know as he is staring in at you. And he he seems to be finishing the question. When they get hammered in all crooked. Do you know what happens to nails? I don't respond. I just shake my head. Go ahead and make a sanity roll for me. Mm. And we'll see if you get your answer. It's not going to go well. It's not going to go well. Wow. Okay. Um, It went well. (laughs) It went well. Uh, 16. Under 41. So. Okay. So. It looks like he's about to answer you. But it's almost like you can see it in his eyes that he knows you're not ready for the answer. And you see him just gradually disappear as if stepping backwards out of the doorframe. Rose and Peggy. Yes? Because you were holding hands, yours is together. Aww. You turn to face each other and you realize it's dark. It's suddenly dark all around you. The darkness seems to be just blanketing you. And then you realize slowly and then all at once that you're standing in a linen closet with no doors. Rose, before anything, I need you to roll a d10 for me. That was my percentile, sorry. How um, many towels are in the... <laughs> that was a three? Three towels, no, um... Okay. Oh, is this another I'm so happy you rolled this moment? I don't, no, I don't like that I don't, tone. I don't think it is. Rose? <laughs> I need you to make... What is this game that we're playing right now? Um, I need you to make an unarmed combat roll. And Peggy, I need you to do the same thing. Okay. 51 out of 40. Can I push it? Is there pushing in this game? I don't think there's pushing in this game. Okay, then I failed also. How much? 95 over 70. Okay. Um, So, I will tell you what that means, and you can tell me kind of what it results in. Basically, um, Rose's reaction is just violence. You know that you were holding Peggy's hand, but that's there's no way that's Peggy. You've never been in a situation with another actual person before. It's always been somebody's turned into somebody else. You've seen people in these linen closets and they are not friendly people. So your immediate reaction is violence and you start just lashing out um, Peggy, your role was to see if you could basically, like, subdue this, and you can't. It's just wild lashing. So tell me what this looks like. 
No, 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 don't touch me, don't touch me, please. So, so Peggy is going to like take the blows. Like, I think she just felt like Rose needed to get some of that out. So she's just gonna straight up take, take it. Um, and then just be like, oh, you got me, you know, like, Rose, it's all right. Whew, you got a nasty left hook. No, 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 Peggy would not have let me end up back in a closet. Peggy would not let me be here right now. Take off her face, take off her face, please take off her face. It's all right, it's me. I know, <laughs> it's, I know what you've been through. Only I'm the only one who would actually know that this would be a frightening experience for you. You're all right. And, and I'm real. If I were not real, there wouldn't be these claw marks on my face, see? You wouldn't let me be here, Peggy wouldn't let me in here. Peggy wouldn't let me be here. Let us get out. Take your rage out on the door. Let's kick it together now. There's no door. There's no door. There's no door. There's no door. Then just kick anyway, as hard as you can, forward. One, two, three, kick. She just falls to the ground. Go ahead and, um, I'm just going to have Rose make a sanity roll. Oh, oh, that is a 23 under 50. (laughs) Bob's like, the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you slump down to the ground and then does this success, okay, I will ask you, does this success come from Rose or does this success come from Peggy? I would say it came from Peggy. So what does Peggy do to actually get through to Rose and like? She's going to, after she kind of slumps down or before? Probably after, like she has slumped down. Peggy's just gonna crouch down to, to Rose's eye level and show her that she's bleeding. Think about every other creature that you've seen that wasn't real. We struck at them and we couldn't make them bleed. We couldn't defeat them. We had to run away. Look, and and Peggy also has a big scar across her cheek anyway. And, and it's pretty like in line, like with where that scar is and she's bleeding. Look, this is my blood. I'm gonna reach out and like touch it. It's warm. And you notice too, the more that you're talking, the the more, the brighter it's kind of becoming around you very slowly, like a candle and then like multiple candles, a flame, like it's just getting brighter. There's no source of the light, but the darkness is fading. Why did we end up in here? I don't know. The last thing I remember was deciding to walk toward the kitchen. Smells. Are you feeling a little better? I'm so sorry. 
That's all right. But it really fucking hurt. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. It's good to know that you're still alive and you have that fire. You're going to need it. I'm all right. Really, truly. Are there any towels in the linen closet that I can use to dab my scratched up face? Um, I will say you reach for a towel and then our scene switches to an exterior shot of the glass mansion. It's quiet. It's nighttime. And just darkness all around. <laughs> You're not sure what time it is. I can't with the face. Um, you're not sure what time it is. There are street lamps, but the lamps nearest to the glass mansion have never worked. It's just always darker there. And then there's the sound of splintering wood as each of you are ejected from the house itself. Out of the boarded up windows, out of the closed door, the wood is old and weak, but you still feel the shards slice against your skin as you're forced through by an unseen and unknown force. Agent Cross and Agent Wendigo, you are blasted through the front door. You both land on your backs on the walkway that leads up to the house. Emily is flung through one of the side windows, slamming into like the, the dirt of the alley between the glass mansion and the other building. Um, Dr. Clark and Nicole Mars are flung through one of the upper story windows, slamming onto like the porch awning and then rolling off and slamming down. Rose and Peggy are shoved from the living room window, slamming down into the yard on the other side. And everyone lays there for a moment, groaning in pain. You are all going to lose two points of health for this. And as you're sitting up and sort of looking around, you're beginning to see each other. You're beginning to see that it's it's the middle of the night. You're not sure what time it is. Um, what would you like to do? I'd probably immediately get up and <sighs> as quickly as Cross can, just kind of go up and uh, try to help people up. You all right? Just kind of like helping people up and kind of checking them and kind of looking back at the house. I didn't... I did not see that coming. Up into Are everyone. we out? Did you Seems... all see something that wasn't there? Yes. I don't know... I don't know that it wasn't there. The house kicked us out. This is different. It re it rejected us. I don't know. I don't know. But I Pike's still in there. I, I saw him. You did? So, where? In wherever the house dropped me. He asked me a question. About nails, when they're put in crooked, and then he just disappeared. He was trapped in the mirror. He nails. was afraid. Hmm. Why would they be put in crooked? I don't. 
understand. <laughs> I don't understand anything about this bloody house. But he's trapped in that mirror, I think. Perhaps that's a clue. Like the ones I was telling you about. I think we need to... I think we need to remember that. Not if we don't go back inside. We don't have to remember it if we don't go back inside that bloody house. I'm all right with not going back in there ever again. Uh, I'm going to turn on my phone and sort of look at the time, date, that sort of thing. It's, uh, the, same, it's the same day you came in here. Okay. Or technically it's the next day because it's like 2 a.m. Um, and you came in, I think it was like the afternoon. Um, so it's been, it's, we'll say it's been about 12 hours. Okay, um, I'm just gonna kind of go around and ask everyone what they saw, uh, heard, and just kind of like taking notes, basically. Are you all doing this in the lawn, or are we going somewhere else? Are we getting into the vehicles? I think we're probably like out of breath and in shock a little bit, so we probably wouldn't like immediately have the wherewithal to like get up and go in the car. I'm probably yeah. regrouping. It, do I still have the flashlight, the giant ass flashlight that yep. went to go gave me? I turn it on immediately when we land. Um, and I'm just like scanning everywhere. Um, like. Yeah towards the house or just around you? Everywhere. Okay. I okay. do, yeah. Okay. Basically trying to banish the darkness that we are enveloped in. Gotcha. Yeah, I'd also like to just, I don't know, do some sort of intelligence sort of thing. Because I feel like he kind of thinks of this. <laughs> He's good at Agent Cross is good at accounting and computer science, so like he's very like meticulous. Like these things are a puzzle. So I'd like him to sort of like I don't know, see if he can start to put some pieces together. Like why did they eject us? This is a puzzle. So I'd like to do something to see if I can, I don't know, sort of figure that out. Okay. Um. Go ahead and just make computer make an intelligence make an intelligence roll for that. Okay. Yeah, but uh, that's a 76 over 50, so no. Okay. You're a little distracted. A text comes through on your phone um, from your handler um, saying we have the information you requested. We'll deliver in person. So you assume whenever you get back, um, you'll have some more information. All right. Well... I guess that could be enough for today. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm going to do that as everyone's like helping each other up, making sure everything's okay. I'm just going to kind of like walk up to the door and just try to try the handle again or just try, try to open the door. Okay. Um, Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think Wendigo is even saying that like... <laughs> You don't need to go back in there. No. Gotta make those exciting choices for Carrie to kill our characters. Alright, so you you walk up. Everyone's just distracted, helping each other up, you know, checking. There are, you you are covered in, like, scratches from either hitting the ground or from 
busting through the wood itself mm -hmm. of like the boarded up windows and everything. Um, as you go up, you're having a hard time myself. because you and Windigo came through this door. You were burst out of this door, but the door seems to be intact as you're coming yeah. up to it. So there's just kind of this moment. You kind of like run your hand along the wood. It's perfectly it's fine. Sort of knock it. Yeah. Knock. Um, try the handle and it turns. What do you want here? I'm going to come up behind him. Um, just behind him and say, cross. Before you, before you get that out, you say, what do you want from us? Yeah. As I was like, uh, I'm like thinking about Pike, thinking about the house. I'm like, what do you want from us? Okay. You kept one of us. And is this there? before you're opening the door or is, do you just. I would say, I would say probably before I'm opening it. Cause I'm like knocking on it. I'm looking at it. Okay. I have that question. And then, I mean, if something happens, that would probably stop me from opening the door. Um, but just... I'll say just for like the cinematics of it, you grab the door handle, you don't turn it yet. Yeah. And you hear from the other side, muffled only, you know, as if on the other side of a door, you hear, once it's seen you, you've already lost. Sort of let go of the handle. And then that's <laughs> when Agent Wendigo says, cross from behind you. Huh? What are you doing, man? A feeling we're not done with this house yet. Who did that sound that, like? I was just gonna say Peggy's gonna look up at the windows. I know a lot of them are boarded to see if there's any sign of Mac. Okay. Peggy make an alertness roll. Agent Cross um also make an alertness roll. We'll see if you can recognize that voice. I got a 73, but my alertness is a 70. We can't. Oh yeah, we don't have like luck points to spend in this one too. Unfortunately, no. Um, I got a fifty-two under sixty. Okay. Uh, so the voice—it's like on the like uh, you know who that. But the longer that time passes afterwards, the more the voice itself actually fades, and it's just words. You you the voice is lost to you. Um, Peggy, you're looking to these windows to try to see Mac and. You are noticing that whatever wood you busted through, it almost seems like there's just another layer already boarded up. Um, like the house is repairing itself. And kind of like backing backing up and looking up at some of the upper floor windows. You don't see Mac. You, you can't see anyone. It's just this weird feeling, like, like when you feel like someone's like walking up behind you, you, you feel Mac more than you see Mac. Right, so she's just going to start talking to him, not shouting at the house, but just speaking as if he can hear. <clears throat> Mac, I know you were in there in some way and I feel you right now. I need to tell you that I know what you did to Brian. I know that he wasn't killed by the beast because I saw the bullet wound in the back of his head. 
and I know you did that. And I think, based on the behavior that you displayed while we were walking through the house, that you've done a lot of bad things. But when it comes to Brian, I don't think that was your fault. I imagine, just as the rest of us did, that you th thought you were seeing something else or something had taken a hold of you. I could tell that from looking into your eyes. I know that you saw me see him. It's not your fault. And there is still redemption for you if you want it and you're brave enough to take it. If you can, help me figure out what to do. Did I hear that? Um, I wouldn't have been trying to like be quiet or anything. Then yeah, I'd say if you were paying attention to Peggy, then yeah, you, you could hear that. I'm gonna like, are you staring at some like a specific point as you speak? Just kind of like toward the house, but kind of like in space, you know, like it doesn't look like I'm focusing on the house, but I'm talking forward. Do you see him right now? No. And I'm sorry I didn't tell you this before, but I suspected it. And I never got a chance to, to ask him about it. Kill Brian? Do you remember that brief time? You couldn't remember us fighting the beast. You lost your memory. And I heard Brian say, um, destroy the house. I, I think that was the clue he gave us. Whichever clue he gave us. He stood up and said that and I, I saw him sitting at the dining room table and he clearly had a bullet hole in the back of his head. There's no way that that beast could have done that and I, I looked at Mac and I didn't say anything but I knew that he knew that I knew. Um, kind of, kind of feeling. And then he never made it out what I couldn't ask him about it. I guess we're just lucky it wasn't us. They were together exploring. I don't even remember where we were at that time. But there must have been something that happened. I mean, we've seen what can happen when you think someone isn't who, who you thought they were. I don't think he would have done it on purpose, and I'm just hoping that there's some way we can get through to him. I feel him here still. Yeah. But we don't have to go back in there if you don't want to. I think we should. I don't know why it's better south this time, but I feel like you'd be angry if we did. If we went back in? Does not want us. Doesn't. Then I say we don't go back in unless there's a sign, a clear sign, that we're invited. I think Agent Cross and Agent Windigo, you hear a vehicle turning down 
the street heading in this direction and they seem to kind of slow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm ruining the tone of the show. <laughs> they seem to think. kind of be slowing. Um, go ahead and both agents make an alertness roll. Uh, 40 under 70. Oh no, Bob. 77. <laughs> Fuck. When to go? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Agent Cross, you immediately mark it. It's a police car. Um, and it's coming down. You assume Fuck. someone saw people in a yard at 2 a.m. Um, police cars driving down, kind of slowing as they're approaching. Alright, everyone, I think it's time to go. Um, and I'm gonna kind of go up to Wendigo and just sort of mouth to him, <laughs> I'll take care of this. And just kind of, and also mouthing to him again, check everyone's wounds. And then just sort of, uh, uh, getting my FBI cover badge ready to sort of shoot these people off. Um, and then, oh shit, Pi I, we don't have the keys to Pike's car. Um, <laughs> no, you do not. We're going to have to carpool. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to make some multiple trips. Um, what kind of agent doesn't know how to hotwire a vehicle? Come on. I mean, there's a cop coming, <laughs> so maybe I'll wait. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll wait till he leaves. Yeah, um... um uh, okay, I'll just so start like walking off to the to the sidewalk and I'll kind of like putting my coat back. It's kind of being like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" You know, like the standard uh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, the car ready. pulls over, and I think um, the officer doesn't like. It's not like a talking to you through the window kind of thing. Like the officer gets out of the car, um, kind of hand on hip, just looks almost like takes a head count of how many people are standing in this lawn at two in the morning and kind of taking in the uh, general morale of the group and is just kind of, you can see curiosity and like suspicion all at, all at the same time. Waits for you to talk first. Sees you approaching, like kind of taking charge and just raises his eyebrows and looks. Evening officer, take out a cigarette. <laughs> Lights it, normal stuff, very casual. <laughs> How you doing tonight? Explain to me what you're doing at the, uh, and just points to the shit show of a house behind you. I take out my little FBI badge, flip it open, and then flip it shut, and be like, I think that's all. And then just sort of turn around. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, what is your what is your bureaucracy? Um, uh, uh, where is my bureaucracy? Can I argue persuade? Oh fuck! It's really you know, not that much higher, but it's like yeah. Tiny I, I hear how very dare you, skill. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that's fair. 
Oh no, I don't like this. Okay, I'll do it. But where's Vince? We need our talker. Uh... Okay, yeah, that is a 24 under 50. Amazing. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a moment where... Um, he... It seems like he's gonna ask... Let me see that badge again. But you, he just let me... And you're already, like, walking away. walking away. And he's like... I appreciate all the help, officer, as I'm you, walking back. You, you see him very obviously um, write down the plates to both vehicles, get into the car, and uh, drive away. I did my best. I'm not gonna go and try to jimmy the lock for Pike's car. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, <you>, officer. <laughs> um. Oh wait, he probably didn't lock it. So, uh, can I roll luck to see if he's locked his car? You know what? <laughs> it's probably not locked. Um. But, but make make a to... make a luck roll. Okay. Oh, 37. Okay. Um, you actually look in and he the keys are in the car. Alright. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, that's like Pike not following protocol anymore. <laughs> and then pick him up. And I guess just start to get ready to leave with everyone. What? Did I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear if you said this. What happened to our other two companions? They are here. They were, okay. they were flung out as well. They were flung out of one of the upper story windows, Ooh. like slammed into the awning of like the porch and then rolled off on the other side. So, um, yeah, very bruised, um, very not happy. And they both look like they experienced something as well, but they have not talked about it. Oh, I would have, going around when I was asking what everyone experienced, I probably would have asked them. Okay, uh, I will let I will wanna. let you know, yeah, I'll okay. let you know separately kind of what you were told. But, um, what's the, what's the plan? Everybody loads up into the vehicles? Out of a weird kind of habit, I think I get into Pike's car with Agent Cross. I would go with Wendigo. I'll follow Peggy. Yeah, I think... Clark and Mars will hop into crosses as well. Uh, I mean, I feel like uh, <laughs> he being in charge. Uh, I feel like he'd probably just go back to the uh, safe house location. We got more information. Even though we just kind of went in and got ejected, we've learned something. Um, so I'll okay, just so you yeah, head back the to the back. the warehouse. Yeah. Thing. Um, um, did Wendigo check on people's wounds? No, none are super serious. Some okay. definitely needed like help stopping the bleeding, but none seem like they're gonna need stitches. Are any of them like vampire that. wounds? No. Is the okay? Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Just wanted yeah. to make sure. Okay. Um. <laughs> all right. So, cut to you arrive back at uh, your new home question mark um and there's this just shocking white bright light as you enter the building as like all the walls are white the it's just 
very shocking coming from the two or three in the morning darkness outside and then walking in here and being like, oh man, uh, you're brought in. You are escorted to your room, probably. Uh, you are assured the door is not locked. You're no longer under quarantine. Um, and there's this odd sense of like, you're not sure if it's like a happy familiarity <laughs> yet, but like, oh, good, we're back here. And then it's like, oh, well, yeah, we were locked in here, but you know, whatever. Um, there's just this sense of this is where I slept last night. <laughs> As for the agents, where do you go? I mean, first thing is trying to find a, some like paramedic or something to check on Wendigo because he is deaf. <laughs> um, to see if we can get. I don't know, get him checked up on. Okay. Uh, All right. That'd be my um, first priority with him. And then I assume finding uh, your handler? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that afterwards. I've, okay. The, my, in my brain, the modus operandi is like, everyone needs to just sleep because it's been a long thing. We'll talk in the morning, kind okay. of do a little powwow. Um, but for now, checking up on everyone medically and then checking with handler and then calling it a night. Okay. Um, I will say, um, the rest of you, you are brought into your room. Um, your wounds are, you're given whatever bandages you might want for your wounds. You're given, um, probably some new clothes because they probably got a little ripped up. Uh, and eventually you are left to your own devices. Um, Nicole Mars is sitting at the end of her bed we'll say um sanford clark is also kind of just sitting over kind of looking out the window uh agent wendigo you are examined and you're you're it's gradually coming back you're you're able to hear it's just muffled they they're they assure you it's probably just a matter of time um it might not be back a hundred percent but um, it is coming back. And I will say, as you are sort of leaving that, like, medical screening, um, you catch Agent Foster's eyes from across the hallway, and they just kind of nod into a room and walk in, expecting you to follow. Yeah, I head in. Agent Cross as well? Okay. Um, heading in, you see there's no, like, paperwork or anything that no file is going to be thrown at you from Agent Foster. Um, but the moment that you come in and the door is closed, where the hell's Pike? The house took him. Seems as if this house is not just, well, we know it's abnormal, but I'll fill her in. Kind of just dives into information that was requested. Doesn't seem, like, takes note, but doesn't seem super phased. Um, the Glass Mansion records date back to ownership by Victoria Glass and Finley Ladoris. 
no mention of an Arthur ever owning the, the estate at all. Uh, still no records of an Arthur Glass living there. Um, the property is now owned by the city of Boston, and after nearly a dozen accounts of destruction attempts, the city is just leaving it where it stands. It's not deemed unsafe or anything, no fumes or anything like that, but the city keeps it boarded up to keep squatters and teenagers from going in where it may be unstable from various destruction attempts. Those records of it trying to be torn down, is there any specifics in there? What happened? Any any other strange occurrences? Various loss of paperwork, equipment malfunction. Um, enough to be weird, but not enough to... I mean, nobody died or anything. Uh, as for... Um, Mars Corp itself, and kind of like motions to the uh, facility that you're in. It's owned by an Annabelle Romstead, um, friendly to the program. This facility itself is available for program use. Um, all employees know not to ask questions and are at your disposal, as you've experienced. Um, Mangala information is classified, unfortunately, but we don't have any reason to believe that the information is applicable to the case at hand. Now, if that's all you can tell me about Agent Pike and the house, um, you are dismissed. We'll call you if we have another case. Agent Foster, I realize that uh, certain things might be classified and you might not think that it's pertaining to what we need, but since Pike is not here currently, it would be best if we had all the information present. We have all the information we need. You're dismissed, Agent. Go home. And just turns and starts leaving. always the same and I'll sort of just turn around and walk out um, I'll probably stay here at the safe house I don't know if Wendigo is gonna go home home but I'll stay at the safe house uh, Wendigo is gonna go home home okay um... I handcuff him to a radiator I don't <laughs> let him leave <laughs> You think you're leaving? What the fuck, Ross? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no um, one leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and what about uh, back in the um, the room with the I don't know what to call you. The friendlies, I guess we'll call you the friendlies. Um, the old timers. <laughs> the old timers. What has transpired since um, you've been led into this room? I can't stop thinking about the nails comment. What does happen to nails if they're, if you, if you, if they go in at the wrong angle, then you need to take them out. Unless they, they could bend. Or break. Are they, yeah, I was about to say, are they stuck? Are they broken? I, I don't. Either whatever you were trying to, 
nailed together is unstable and falls apart, or the nails themselves bend. But what could that mean? Were we the nails just then? Were we put in the house wrong? Is that why it took us out? I like that line of thinking, Rose. Emily, how long were you in the house before? You said you were in there for a while, right? It's hard to say. I mean, we we set sail not long after you were in the house. Um, So, same amount of time, I guess, but we were... We were in tunnels, not the house. Do you understand? Okay. So you, you, and for some reason, I thought that you said that you were in there for a little while or something. Oh. Well, but you just I saw mean, it through mirrors, maybe. No, we eventually we made it into the house at one point. Okay. And various points, in fact, we'd go um, when. when we got separated sometimes, um, we'd appear in different rooms in the house, bedrooms, offices, different things. Um, like what just happened to us? Quite so. What I suspect happened to Agent Pike as well. That's the piece I can't puzzle out. If we went in the wrong way, like a nail going in the wrong way and needed to be taken out. Why did the house keep Pike? Perhaps, perhaps the house only likes a certain type of damaged or personality or problems or challenges or something. I I couldn't explain it. What if we have to go in without the agents or we went in uninvited. Unintentionally, you mean? No, I mean, we were invited there the first time. We received, each of us individually, written invitations, presumably from Dr. Glass, but I have my suspicions about that. Perhaps we cannot go in unless the house wants us to. Well, we weren't invited. Well, we were invited on the ship. We weren't invited to the house. Exactly, though. You were invited on the ship. Hmm. And we were invited in the house the first time, but not this time. And so we just wait? I... For some some sign that either we have to go in without the agents or we have to wait until the house calls us to it somehow. Or we could just not. I mean, assuming, and I I lower my voice and kind of look around at... I, I, Emily doesn't know cameras, what am I saying? Um, but as if she could be overheard. Um, assuming they let us leave, I mean, 
we have a second chance at life in whatever this strange new world is. What if this is just a stroke of luck for us and to survive like our, the others didn't? Would they let us go though? That's the question right now. We're <laughs> still quarantined. And I wish we could learn more about the, the way the world is now. What would it be like if we stayed? With that, you hear a little knock on the door into this room. It doesn't open afterwards. It's a knock just waiting for the door to be opened. Um, if no one else moves towards it, Emily will stand up <clears throat> and uh, go and open the door. Um, you see a man standing at the door, um, dressed nicely, not like a, um, not like any of the doctors or the, the employees of this building, dressed in a suit, um, kind of slicked back hair, uh, you hear the click of like the shiny black shoes against the linoleum as he takes a couple of steps, um, kind of moving into the room. He smiles, uh, perfectly white, straight teeth, but missing one of his canine teeth. And you see a little scar like on his mouth too, where it looks like whatever, whatever process got rid of that tooth, it definitely was an injury that was fairly serious, probably had stitches. Um, but he comes in and immediately introduces himself. My name is Jeremiah Fletcher. I am, uh, here to help you acclimate to the new world you've stumbled into. Um, I understand you got back pretty late. Uh, he kind of, like, flipped his arm, looks at the watch. It's, like, 3.30 in the morning at this point. But, um, it was brought to my attention that this needs to be done sooner rather than later. Um, I imagine you're very tired. Don't worry, we will get this over with very quickly. Uh, if you will just follow me, we'll get you some different attire and uh, answer any questions that you might have. I don't think after all this time, Emily would necessarily trust them. Could I make like a, I think it's Humint or yeah. something to yeah, see if absolutely. I like vibe check this person? Absolutely, roll for okay. vibe check. Yeah, anyone who wants to, roll for vibe check. That is a 39 under 50, so that is a success. Okay. I also passed with a 62 under 70. Ooh. 43 over 30 for me. Okay. This dude's creepy. This dude's definitely fucking creepy. Like, you, you definitely don't get good vibes from him, necessarily, but... That being said, you don't really get good vibes from Agent Cross either. Um, so there's kind of this conflict of can you trust anybody here? You know? Uh, he doesn't seem to be blatantly like lying to you. He seems honest about like answering any questions that you have. But you do just get some just mm -hmm. weird vibes. I so I'm imagining he steps in the room as I open the door and I step back 
deeper into the room kind of between him and Rose and Peggy. And I say, um, uh, Mr. Fletcher, it is, as you say, three o'clock in the morning. We've had a very long two days as saying something. Uh, first of all, do we have to do this now? And second of all, um, where are Wendigo and Cross? Uh, he nods and uh, like kind of like addresses your um, questions in order. Uh, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we do have to do this now. See, they flew me in. I was only supposed to be here for a number of hours. They are paying me for the hours. So the faster we get this done, the better for the company. And um, well, the company gets what the company wants. And then he moves forward. Um, as for Agent Cross and Agent Windigo, it is um, of my understanding that their mission is complete and they have been dismissed. You'll forgive me if I am skeptical and untrustworthy of <clears throat> strangers at this time. Um, we survived that house with them. I am more inclined to believe them if they tell me something. Of course. And he just nods and smiles. I glance over I... at Peggy. I say... Let's go. Um, we, we will not be separated. Of course not. We, we do not want to separate you, hence why you've been given this joint room. Right. Um, I, I think we should go. I, I, I want more information and I don't think I can sleep. Come along then. And he turns and takes a couple of steps out and then just waits kind of with his like hands together, uh, just down, just waiting for you to follow. Are there any tables with pencils or pens or anything? I think, yeah, there, would, have, there, there yeah. would be a desk. Yeah, there was yeah. a desk because um, uh, Dr. Clark wrote down like the numbers on his arm. Right. Uh, wrote yeah, down, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Emily will go and fetch just the sweater, like a sweatshirt or something okay. that she was given, but also ferret away a pencil somewhere on her person. Um, just Fantastic. in case. I'm going to have you make a stealth roll for that. Peggy would have had out a pen and pad because she's always writing down clues. So like yeah. she would not have okay. like tried to conceal it. Sure. That's a 54 over 40. So that's a fail. Okay, um, you could still take it, but um, you, having glanced over, you may have been seen doing it, but you could take it. Yeah, it's a pen. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. All right, so we follow him down the hallway. Wonderful. Um, Agent Cross. Before, I did not realize that dismissed meant dismissed from the case. Um, so I feel like I would have had a, a, a different reaction to our handler. Well, um, I think I think we should play that exactly that way. Like okay. maybe you, maybe yeah. And so you're going to go in and observe these cameras, and you're stopped at the door. Agent Cross, you don't have clearance for this anymore. And this is just a worker of the of the of Mars Corp of the building itself. 
And why don't I have clearance anymore? I'm on the case. Uh, according to Foster, you are not on the case. The case is closed. Closed? Look, these people are in our care now. We'll take care of them. I just kind of throw the cigarette at whoever this person's is feet, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm not gonna talk to them. They they don't have any power here. So I'm gonna try to go and find Foster. Yeah, you stomp uh, off to go find um, Foster. Yeah, and if if Wendigo uh, hasn't left yet, I would like to grab him. If I think possible. I think Wendigo has left. Dang it. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Um. And speaking of, as you are storming off to go talk to Foster, Wendigo, we cut to you pulling into your driveway. What do you do? Are the lights on? Um, no, it is like 4 a.m. I, um, I turn on my phone. Okay. A few more missed calls come through, like the notifications pop up. I, uh, I look at the phone and I look for voicemails. If there's okay. no voicemails, then I know that it's not good. <laughs> um, if there's missed calls with no voicemails, <laughs> I know it's not good. I think there was a voicemail when you checked it before, but there are no new ones. And the voicemail was just like, where are you? What the fuck is going on? Basically. Okay. But there the are no new... Dark. Correct. I am going to... Take my bag, and I will quietly enter the house. Okay. Uh, and go to the kitchen because there is a place where we keep we lay notes and things, just to check to see if there's a note there. There's not. There's not a note. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I quietly go up to my study. <laughs> I quietly go up to my study. I put go ahead and make my... a stealth roll for me. Okay. <laughs> Different dice this time. Sneaking in the house roll. <laughs> it's a 21 under 30. Okay. <laughs> you can roll for this. <laughs> it's like That's a right. practice. <laughs> That's right. He's a family man, okay? Yeah. <laughs> He's used to sneaking home late at night. <laughs> Penalties for making um, wife are more severe than... Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Sanity ain't nothing so, to uh, Wendigo's wife. Uh, I, I get into my office. I shut the door. I hide away my agent bag that I okay. put in, into the closet that's hidden in the closet. Um, while I'm in there... Um, I'm going over to my computer and next to the notepad where I do my genealogy notes, I write down the names Victoria Glass and Finley Lodoris. And then um, I turn around and I'm going to, I'm going to go into the bathroom and wash up. And then I'm going to creep into the bedroom. Okay. And with that, we are going to cut back over to our friendlies. 
Jeremiah has led you through some doors um, to the end of the hallway. Uh, you see the door that you're going through. Um, you see it needed like a higher level of clearance to get through. Uh, you see that the card had to be pushed through, numbers had to be punched, and then the door would open. You are led through that. You walk down the hallway. The color of the walls are ch changing slightly. Uh, it's not the bright white. It kind of, like, drifts into a more, like, a, a calmer, like, beige of sorts. Almost like this was old paint, um, and they painted over the white uh, in the other hallways. It's like, this just seems like an older corridor. As you're heading down the hallway, we are gonna cut back over to Agent Cross. You are beelining toward Foster's office, or what has been acting as Foster's yeah. office. Kind of burst in, Foster's not there. And there's Can this I moment- an alertness while I'm going? Adam has a suspicion, um, the people that are working here, are they wearing Mars Corp stuff or are they more Delta Green sort of material type okay. stuff? Make, make an alertness roll. That is my suspicion here. Oh, very bad. 96. Okay. Um, I mean, you've seen them in, in Mars Corp gear and that's, that's what you continually see. I will say as you're walking, your brain is like jumping from from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing, you, you're just missing something and you know that you're missing something. Back to the friendlies. You are led down a hallway to a solid brick wall on the other side. It doesn't seem to be leading to anything. And you see the floor has a slight incline to it that leads to a square shaped pool of an inch or so with graded drains as a floor. And you watch as Jeremiah begins to pull a pistol from his pocket and begins just screwing a silencer on. Back to Agent Cross. Fuck, 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 fuck. <sighs> Back to Agent Cross, you your brain stops on Arabella Earhart. Trying to remember, she said something to you. She said something to you before she died. Moments before she transformed and then it clicks. And you know what she said. And you bolt out of Foster's office, no longer interested, getting your phone to dial Agent Cross or Agent Windigo as you are sprinting down the hallway, I will message you what you have remembered. Ah! Cut to Agent Wendigo. As you're sneaking into your bedroom, I would say with that successful stealth roll, your phone is on vibrate. It's not going to ring out loud, but the phone does bzz, bzz, and you kind of like step out of the bedroom, see it's Agent Cross. Do you answer? I head back to my office and pop on the phone yeah answer put the phone to your ear we're gonna cut back to the friendlies didn't pike give one of you a gun yeah th me that's what i was gonna say like they don't know that so i would pull out my gun 
upon seeing that. Okay. Yeah. I still have it hidden in my clothes. All right. Um, so as the gun, the silencer is being screwed on, um, Peggy immediately pulls the gun. You hear high heels, footsteps coming from behind um, Jeremiah as he's screwing this on. He looks up. He sees you pull out your gun. Are you aiming it at him? Oh, 100% right at his face. And I'm going to say, stop what you're doing and drop that gun or I'll shoot you. And you see the like the one final like titan of the silencer. And then all of you see the person approaching in the high heels from behind Jeremiah. And now we're going to cut to Agent Cross. Well, technically, Agent Cross and Agent Wendigo. Wendigo, you answer your phone. Cross, as you're sprinting down this hallway, what are you saying? It's Mars. It's Mars. Nicole Mars? Yeah. You need to get back here. We were dismissed. Something's not right. On my way. On my way. Click. Cuts Uh, to, like, tires screeching as you're just hauling ass back towards this facility. I feel like I'm power walking, though, uh, or, like, as I'm going, because, like, I realize Mars stuff. People are wearing Mars things, so I'm walking fast, but I'm trying to look calm, and I'm heading towards their location. Well, you don't know where they are currently. Yeah, well, yeah, their old room, Yeah, heading back. Okay. Um, and... Cutting back, Jeremiah just says, don't worry. The nightmare will be over soon. Drop it. And you see Nicole Mars and Dr. Clark kind of standing um, off to the side. And you see them both look over at this figure that is approaching. And you kind of hear something like escape Nicole's lips, but you're not really sure what she said and she kind of like almost like leans against dr clark and you see approaching from behind jeremiah um someone that looks just like nicole mars stepping forward you hear mars say annie Jaws open slightly in shock. But this person makes no expression to imply that she knows any of you. She makes no expression at Nicole Mars, who looks exactly like her standing. She looks at Nicole as if she were anyone, despite their appearances being, well, that of identical twins. And as she steps up, She quickly draws a pistol from her hip, and she's going to fire at Peggy. Um, if I see that, I'm going to step in front of her. Okay. I would also fire. Like, if anybody moved after the point that I said don't move, I would fire. Okay, yeah, and I think, like, at the the quick draw of her gun, you'll fire yours. Go ahead and make a firearms roll. Can I also say I've been sidling over to Jeremiah, and when the st- guns start going off, I would like to stab him with the pen right here. Like, lunge forward? Oh. Sure, sure, sure. Peggy, make a firearms roll. Rose, let's have you make a dexterity roll. 
Emily. Can I convince you of melee weapons? Yes, absolutely. Melee weapon right. sounds perfect. <laughs> I got a 20 under 85 on my shooting. Nice. Ooh. 43 under 70. Nice. 81 over 50. That wow. smile was misleading. <laughs> Rose, how many hit points do you have left? Not many. I'm um, nine. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ, Rose. So, two guns fire off super quickly. As Peggy is firing, she is slammed into by Rose, who is basically like shoving her out of the way. Rose, you feel a bullet slam into your abdomen. Rips through you, you feel it rip out on the other side. You're going to lose six points of health as this bullet slams through you. Um, Peggy, go ahead and roll damage. Do you have firearms damage? It's a seven. Okay. Nice. Um, and uh, you hear another gunshot, but a silenced one, as Emily O'Hara dives for, uh, dives to just slam this pin into Jeremiah's neck. But Jeremiah turns, fires, but you kind of catch the arm, and it fires up into the corner, not hitting anybody. Um, and now we are going to be in order of initiative, which is your dexterity. Rose, what would you like to do? I still like standing with that. You are still standing. I will say um, it's probably purely out of adrenaline right now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I see Emily struggling with um, with Jeremiah, and I'm going to, while he's slightly distracted. Try to just I, I don't really have anything. I don't I don't have a gun or anything, so I'm just gonna try and shoulder check him and knock him off balance and knock the gun out of his hand. Okay. Uh go ahead and make an unarmed combat roll. Okay. That is a 34 under 40. I rolled a 22 critical success. Ah shit. Um as you push forward, he turns and just, like, elbows directly into your abdomen. This does cause you to fall. Uh, you crumble down to the floor. Um, and at that, uh, Jeremiah and Annabelle Romstead begin taking just a couple steps backwards, raising their guns, and they're going to begin firing. Um... Rose is already on the floor. Uh, Jeremiah is going to fire at Emily. And uh, Annie is going to probably fire at Peggy with the gun. I got a 33 over 30. Oof. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I got an 8. <laughs> Damn. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, I think there's this moment of, as the gun is even being brought in your direction, you just duck. You just like hit the ground for a moment and as he fires, it just goes into the wall again. Uh, however, Annie turns with just, there are no like human emotions on her face whatsoever as she just turns and pulls the trigger almost like 
almost hip firing, but not quite. Like arm is outstretched a little bit, but it, it just seems like we've done this a few times. Um, fires at Peggy. Um, Peggy, you are going to take four points of damage. Hey. As this bullet, um, just for my knowledge, how many hit points do you have left? Nine. Well, I had nine. Now I would have four left. Okay, so I would say that oh, would wait, probably... Did you say it was four points of damage? Four or points. Okay, four. so I have five left. Okay, yeah. So I'll say with that much, um, that is also like an abdomen wound as well. Just rips through you. Um, and... Agent Cross. Yes. As you are, like, power walking through this facility, uh, sweat beginning to just, like, run down your face as you're like, okay, yeah. alright, um, you are passing a doorway, and you hear multiple gunshots happening behind it. Um, I will sort of stop at that door and then try to go through it. Uh, I guess if there's a person in the way, or if it's locked, or something There's like no that. person, it is locked, there's a, like, keypad with a, like, keycard swipe. Ooh, okay. I know mine's not going to be working anymore, but I've got computer science. I would <laughs> like to, um, I don't know, just so hack past it, or there's some like weird code that you can type in to like, I don't know, like when you do that, like a soda machine, if you press certain buttons in a row, it'll like open or some shit. I want to do that. <laughs> Go <laughs> ahead and <laughs> make a make a computer science roll. Okay. Ah! Oh my god. Oh no! <laughs> That's a 92 above 70. We're so dead. <laughs> oh my god, guys. <laughs> Alright, so you are sitting there struggling with the keypad. Great. Um, Is there anyone around? Yeah. Me? Um, there are people like passing by. I, um, attention hasn't been drawn to you yet, unless you want it to be, I guess. Funk, funk, like right funk, now, funk, you're funk, just funk, kind funk, of treating funk. it like you're just punching in a code, but it didn't work, and you're sitting there like, oh. Is there a uh, fire alarm anywhere nearby? Um, make a luck roll. Yeah. yeah. We'll see how tunnel how tunnel visioned you are. It's a fifty-three. You don't see one. Shit, butts. <laughs> there is Agent one, but it's out of service. <laughs> no! Agent Windigo, you are on the way. Um, so then that leads us to Peggy. I'm gonna fire, like, as I'm kind of, like, doubling over, I'm just gonna, with all my might, try to fire at Annie right between the eyes. Okay, go ahead and make a uh, firearms roll. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. I got a 10 under 85. Fantastic. Yeah. Go ahead and roll that damage, and we'll see where it ends up hitting based on damage. Four. Four. All right, so you go to fire, but it's like as you're bringing up the gun, and as you fire, it slams through the shoulder instead, um, rips through, and you see her, like, take the bullet and then come back forward almost like unfazed um oh, no and that is your turn uh emily o'hara what would you like to do uh okay the behind the ear trick didn't work but this time i'm gonna go for the calf uh Oof. and just <laughs> try yeah. real hard to drive that pencil into his into his calf 
That's a 30. Under 50. So that's a success. Sweet. Yeah, roll that uh, damage will be um, probably a d4. I would assume it's a pen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's one whole damage. Woo! But it fucking hurts. (laughs) That's what matters. (laughs) Yes, it does. Uh, yeah, you slam that pin into the cafe, like, rips through, you hear, like, a, like, just this sound of, like, you almost, like, hear the teeth clench, um, and then the gun, like, moves perfectly, uh, right at your head. Um, okay. Fine. No, 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 no. Rose Claythorn, what would you like to do? How far away did he back away from me? Um, if I had to put it in feet, maybe like eight to ten. Not oh, so not crazy far, but but not like in arm's reach or anything. How? Uh, and I'm trying to fig- figure out whether or not reasonably it would make sense that I could crawl to him or not. I wouldn't think so. Not in a short amount of time. I, what? I can't do anything. I guess. I will say you are actively like bleeding right now as well. I guess I'm going. Just fucking run, man! <laughs> the hell out of there! I guess I, I'm going to try and stealthily start crawling in a way that doesn't draw attention to myself, but get myself closer. Here, let me do this. Make an alertness roll. <laughs> oh, where's that at? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that is a seventy-eight over twenty. Okay, um, so you are kind of dragging yourself towards him. Yeah, I guess I guess that's that's really all I can do right now. I don't have anything. Yeah, Annie is going to again fire at Peggy. No, 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 no. Jeremiah is going to fire at Emily O'Hara. No. Uh... <laughs> I give them disadvantage because I'm sad. Annie fires at Peggy. It looks good, but you see um Sanford Clark grabs onto you, Peggy, and yanks you towards the wall. Uh neither of you are hit by this bullet, but you're both kind of like shoved out of the way. You kind of stumble over a little bit. Emily, gun is aimed basically almost touching your forehead. And as he goes to pull the trigger, you feel yourself tackled harder than you've ever been tackled before. You hear the gun go off. And then as you land on your side, you see Nicole Mars laying beside you with a bullet wound ripped through her chest. Oh no. Agent Cross. Come in there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, ah, shit. Can I see? Is there, is this like a door with a little window? Can I see into there? Like, can I see what's happening? If it's like down a hallway or something, like... You can see there's like that little square uh, window, yeah. but it's like the glass that Stain- frosted, frosted, blaze, yes, frosted. Yeah, yeah, one of it's those. A donut um, mirror. So you're you're able to see through it. You're able to see like people at the end of the hallway, but you're not able to make out like who you can assume. But um, since uh, since I did just try to mess with it, is there any way that I could get advantage if I did the exact same thing this time? Uh, since I know what I did wrong, computer science-wise? I would um, say not advantage. Straight roll, but I would lo- allow you to try again. Okay. 
I mean, it is the like one of my best stats, so I feel like I need to try that. That's probably the best uh, chance for success here. I'm so sorry, everyone. It's an 86 above <laughs> 70. <laughs> Um, yes. oh uh, your dice just want to be as dramatic yeah. as possible. They're just okay. waiting. Basically, um, my thought process here is I will give you three tries before it will not work. So on your next turn, you can try again, but that is the final try. Uh, would the people be closer? Uh, I'd be like, like, hey, uh, can I? I, I need to get in, in, in here. I need to get in, in here. Uh, sure. You call someone over. They kind of look. Uh, I just want to, like take their card if they have one of those zippy things. I just take it and swipe it before they can like let me or before <laughs> they decide to be like, yeah, of course you can go in or not. All right, they yeah they let you. They do it. Um, they don't have the clearance to go in there. Like, Sorry, buddy, if you don't have the clearance, you're not getting in. Well, who does have the clearance? I grab him by the shirt. Whoever this person is, who has clearance? So. Uh, I was rolling to see, um, basically like a human roll on you, and I rolled a 99. I, have a pretty good I rolled a 99. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. So he lets like, me in, right? <laughs> he doesn't know how to get in, but he's like, well, I don't fucking know your higher ups, probably. Get your hands off me. <laughs> uh, uh, I would like to lie to him, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is there a lying skill? What is that? Or is that just persuasion? Like charisma? Charisma? Persuasion? Uh, we don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> I would like to lie to him, please. Uh, well, actually, is there any way that I can do a human role on them to be like, what motivates this person? Uh, <laughs> I've been like, try, so I can figure out some way to, uh, I'm trying to figure out what makes them tick so that I can use that to help them help me get through this door. Even if they okay. have a car just being like, hey, help me break this down. Like something's going on. Like I want to see if I can see into them. Okay. Make a human troll. Yeah! Oh no. <laughs> really pushing across. I've got an 82 and my skill is an 80. I am sending you new dice right now. <laughs> you and Bob both. Okay, um, I, I, these yellow ones usually do me good. I'm going to put wrong them with away. My dice? <laughs> and I'm going to get my little ducky dice. Okay, get I'm going to say that is your turn. Um, ah! Windigo, still on the way. Don't worry, we will, we will get you. You will get here soon. Um, <laughs> but will we be alive still? This is all that matters. God okay, damn it! Really, really fast. Uh, yeah, we're trying our best, y'all. <laughs> um, the rolls are good. Peggy. Good so yeah. Make an alertness roll for me. Okay. Please, for the love of God, succeed. <laughs> I have good alertness. Wait, what is it? <laughs> Um, if it's the exact number, is that a fail or success? I can't remember for this game, but I see that a success in all of my games. So uh, whether whether that's how it's supposed to be in this game or not, that's how it always is in my games. If you get it, that's a success. It's seven, I have a 70 and I got a 70. Perfect. All right. So that is a success. There is a, a moment where you're like, you gl just glance, a, just quick scan of your surroundings. You are 
at the end of a long hallway. There are at least two of you shot and bleeding. The odds of all of you getting back up that hallway with just what you have in this hallway, not likely. The odds of those of you okay getting up the hallway, that's a little more likely. You noted that there was a key, like a, a keypad to get into the room. You're not sure if there's one to get out. There's no reason to look. You don't know. You also see a door going. <laughs> <laughs> you also see the like great floor that is at this um, execution pool. Basically, you see a lever on the other side that you assume opens it. You have no way of knowing what that lever leads to, but you note it as a potential way out. That is what you see. What would you like to do? You also see a good pool of blood forming around Rose as she's I don't give a shit about anyone except Rose, sorry. I'm gonna grab Rose and I'm gonna kind of like swipe the water toward Annie to, to like, distract her hopefully for a second so that I can pull the lever. I've got Rose around the waist and I'm just pulling the lever. Okay. I will say you drag Rose over, you're grabbing onto the lever and I will note that it is being pulled. Emily, what would you like to do? Oh, God. Um, do I hear a door being shook real hard? <laughs> or no? <laughs> <laughs> Can I make an alertness roll? Make an alertness roll. <laughs> See a very sad, cool man on the other side of a door. It's a oh, seven. No. That's a oh. seven under 50. Ooh. <laughs> okay, with that with that 7%, even though it's not like a critical success, it's still a pretty damn good success. And I feel like that should be rewarded. So you note all of the things that I just described to Peggy. Uh, You see Peggy dragging Rose over to the grate, and you have an idea of what Peggy is going to do. Um, But then you not only hear the door moving, but you hear Agent Cross shouting, I need to get into this door! You know Agent Cross is on the other side. Is it close enough that I could run to it? Um... Based on the description you provided to, to Peggy, like, is that door close enough? It is close enough. You could you could run to it. Um, it is a straight shot, so people would still have line of sight to fire at you. Does it have a keypad? You run you run up to it. Oh, if it's if it's a straight shot, I can't. But I can't see if there's. Oh, uh, you know, pad with that alertness, with that alertness roll, you can probably see there is a pad next to it. Fuck. Okay. Okay. Um. Would you're not going to bring people jump... into a room to execute them and no, be like, you yeah, can just I head out, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, would Emily jump into water? It's not, it's like, it's like an inch, like it's not like a pool but, pool. But if the pool drops, she doesn't know if there's not water in there. And I don't know if she would. It's like, a, it's like a slide. At a... <laughs> <laughs> so you I will say. say, I will note, it seems to be like, 
this is gonna probably sound really gross, but the, it seems to be like leftover water from when it was sprayed down before. It doesn't necessarily oh, seem like okay. a pool pool. Sure. It just seems like it was it was cleaned and that little bit of water is what's left in like the crevices basically of oh, this okay. pool. okay, that's yeah, less so, horrifying. Yeah, it doesn't Still seem horrifying. like a pool pool. In that case, um, being the only person who has not been shot, <laughs> I think, uh, of the of the current cast members, I will um, jump over and yank, um, so that three of us fall, and hopefully Stanford and Nicole follow. <laughs> okay, so I will say with this, um, Sanford runs over, scoops Nicole Mars like under the arms, drags over to the grate. Peggy has like her hand up on the lever and is beginning to pull. And as you jump over, you grab on and pull the rest of the way and you feel this great open and everyone falls. Harry, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm surprised it took everybody that long to say that. Um, I have never been more stressed in a game of my life. I know I am enveloping ghosts. Her sweet body will full, not hit the ground. Full yes. warm body style. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Agent Cross, you are standing there like arguing with this person basically and um, they're just getting more and more agitated and they're beginning to look around as if they're like about to like call security. And then you hear the keypad being used on the other side of the door. Uh, step back and sort of like have my hand near my holster, but not sort of revealing it from my coat, but I will step back um, to let the door open. Okay. You don't know for sure that any of these people were in this hallway. Yeah. You saw no faces. Uh, But you see um, someone that looks a hell of a lot like Nicole Mars and this Jeremiah guy in a suit, slick back hair, stepping out of this room. They Delta Green agents? Um. Would I recognize Fletcher as being a Delta Green agent? Or are they, is it clear that they are civilians or you not? You know what? Make a luck roll. Come on. New dice. New dice. Oh yeah, 24, baby. <sighs> 24. Um, you... You do recognize Jeremiah. Um, he is an agent that's been around around about a, holy shit, I can't talk. An agent that's been around about as long as Pike. Oh, so he's an asshole too. Can we help you with something? Yeah, and I sort of like will close my coat a little bit. I, uh had some questions for my handler, couldn't find them, and I heard some ruckus going on in there. And I'm gonna kind of like, kind of try to look into the room. Do I know what Fletcher does? Like, is this what he does? I'm gonna say you, you know about as much about Fletcher as you know about Pike. Okay, all right, so just normal agent. So I'll, I'll try to, peek around, and I would also like to do a hume int on both of them, to be like, what's going on? Yeah, go ahead and make one roll for that. 
and these dice are liking me today now. Um, that is you a should have used them earlier. Yeah, I know. I'm a dummy. Uh, 28 under 80. Um, you've been on enough uh, hard, difficult missions uh, yeah. to know the look of someone that just did something that people shouldn't really do. Um, and I mean that like at a mental standpoint, like, you know, we as the players know he was going in to execute a bunch of people. Uh, he doesn't know them. He doesn't know what they've been through, but he was going in to execute them. So there's still just that like toll that that takes, uh, regardless of whether he shows it in his exterior. Uh, but you kind of get a hint of that, that, um, He's here for a mission. He's got a very, like, mission demeanor about him. Um, but they walk out. You hear the door latch close behind them. And uh, the woman that looks like Nicole Mars just begins walking off. And Jeremiah stays to speak with you. Anything... I just sort of like gesture to the room. I, I think I asked the question earlier, like kind of like I heard a ruckus, what was going on in there, blah blah blah. Classified business agent. You understand? Right. I'm just a uh, little confused. A few moments ago, I was on this case, and I just had a couple more questions, and then everything sort of went sideways just from one agent to another just a little bit come on do you know what happens in nails agent when they're hammered in crooked they get ripped out I look at him and try to control my expression. I say, nice to see you, Agent Fletcher. And I'll sort of step back, um, kind of like, like, oh yeah, you can start to walk away type of a thing. And to show how cool and not, uh, not suspicious I am, I'm going to take out a cigarette. My mouth and light it. Like, well, just another job, right? Good night, Agent. Night. And I'm not gonna turn away from him until he turns away. Turns and you hear his shoes clicking as he walks down the hallway. I'm gonna take out my phone while I'm having my cigarette in my mouth, looking very casual, leaning against the wall, and sending and send a text to Wendigo. And uh, I guess I feel like just saying like they're we're compromised. I'll meet you outside. Um, and then just send that text and very casually try and go get my things 
and start to I need to get in that room um, I will uh, step out of the building and wait for Wendigo before going forward just speeding into this parking lot you park like diagonal there's no other cars here it's whatever um, park you're about to get out of the car and the phone goes off again and you look at it and it just says compromised and then it says I'll meet you outside and you read that text and you look over at the Mars Corp building and that's where we're going to end tonight's episode. No! <gasps> what? No! You are evil, Carrie. <laughs> God damn it. Evil.